0: Lyle, I am in demand. Why is that? Well, I just heard on the news that the O negative blood is in shortage and I am an O negative.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah. You are somebody special this morning. I feel special. <laughs>
0: I think I might go donate blood. I don't know if they want my blood though because I've been like juicing. I mean, I guess I'm just full of liquid. So <laughs>
1: Your blood should be just like <laughs> liquid gold right <laughs> now.
0: Pouring out of me. I think I might have to be... I'm going to call the um the blood donors and, and go, go give some... Some mon juice to the people. <laughs>
1: Talking about liquids, did you know that koalas don't drink water, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they get all mm. their
1: water from leaves, mm-hmm. and they've just mapped the uh, the koala genome, oh. all three point five billion pairs, uh-huh. and found that they have double the number of water taste genes, something around really? like that. Yeah, so they can taste. Ah. They only ever eat leaves that are fifty percent or more water. Content.
0: Fussy little eaters, aren't they? They are very <laughs> fussy eaters. Out of
1: over nine hundred species of eucalyptus, there's only there's less than twenty that they will eat from. Oh wow. And within that twenty there's only certain healthy trees that they will um eat from
0: Oh man no wonder they're in decline the poor little fellas. Yeah they
1: the, the numbers in Queensland are expected to drop by 50% in the next uh 20 years
0: I wonder if uh when you know when they're kept in captivity whether the not the uh, the zookeepers have to make sure they get these specific leaves from specific trees to make
1: Yeah they would eat them That's
0: uh that's quite that'd be quite the challenge wouldn't it yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, we're sidetracked. We're supposed to be doing our encounter with God, and we're here talking about blood koalas types and, blood. and koalas. It was <laughs> something I was researching. I thought it was interesting.
0: Oh, like, By the way, uh, dear listeners, if you are O-negative, please head to your local blood bank and give blood as soon as you can. As we just heard, there is a shortage going on in Australia. And, uh, and yeah, Australians are generous people, and we give of ourselves, including our...
1: Our blood. speaking of things um, that you 're going to do, mon how are you yes. going with, um, how are you going with um, yesterday 's challenge
0: Oh the gratitude uh, challenge the gratitude
1: Terence, to write two paragraphs about a person that you are thankful for, then to visit them and to read them those two paragraphs. And to spend fifteen minutes at the end of the day being grateful and writing down three things, writing down three things that went well.
0: Is that, is it, did you read that from your notes?
1: As my notes from yesterday. It's really when funny because
0: I have the exact notes written here. As well. <laughs> <laughs> when when he said that, I was like, I want to write that down. I'm, and I and I and I challenged myself to actually do it. Okay, I had it go? But I haven't done it yet because I can't think of. So you anyone. didn't do it. Well, the, the problem for me is I have to go visit the. Yeah, <laughs> shell that producer is like me? Why not me? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first person I thought of, but then I thought. Is that is that obvious to just do it to your bestie? <laughs> I feel like That's almost like taking the easy route out. My, I couldn't think of anyone because I, I, I'm I'm new to Newcastle, and all my apart from you guys,
1: like uh-huh.
0: all my mates are like in other states or other countries. Okay, so, so here I, here's yeah. what we'll
1: do, Mon. I'll I'll let you off the hook. I'll let you off the hook. You don't have to visit them. I, I do it on Skype. Them. Okay, okay, FaceTime okay. or yeah, FaceTime or Skype right. or something all like right.
0: that. Have you done it? um oh so here we are reading but <laughs> you haven't done it yourself i do you know, i think the uh i think the. by the way
1: did we do what we were thankful for this morning
0: we didn't actually i didn't think we did yeah we were waffling on about other stuff what are you which grateful we are for?
1: waffling on about this morning because we're supposed to be studying the yeah, bible right I know, now I
0: know.
1: i'm thankful for friends who are coming to visit straight after the show
0: i, I want to tell you what i'm grateful for but mine's going to take like a minute because it's really really awesome can I tell you? Okay. Okay. So, I, you know Gumtree. You know how I love Gumtree. Uh-huh. I got a shelf of Gumtree. Look at this. I got a picture. I got a cubbyhole shelf oh, and I cleaned up. Oh, my.
1: <laughs> how can one person <laughs> own so much wool? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I got all my craft projects. I, I used to bag them up into, into their separate craft project and put them up on the top shelf of my cupboard at the very top. And uh, and I started, I needed that space. And so I got this cubbyhole shelf off Gumtree. I put it next to my craft table and then I sorted all my balls of yarn onto the shelf. And it, it looks like a, a wool shop and I'm so happy about it. I'm so, so happy about it. It makes me feel happy. <laughs> I'll put a picture up.
1: There you go. Something to be grateful for. Okay, so we need to get into our Bible study for today, and uh, before
0: we do that, still one, little, one, study one, more, Bible, one Bible. more, one more, one more tiny waffle. It's our, our what book of My quiz? And the new clue is another quote. And this is the quote: "For what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good." Bit of a tongue twister. If you know what that what book that is from, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, and uh, we'll send you the prize if you get it right.
1: Mm. 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 There you go. Okay. All right. Prize. you got the answer to that one. All right. I could tell you the uh, chapter and verse on that one. Of course you could. Uh, it's a very famous passage. Oh, it's a, it's a, comp- it's a uh, controversial passage.
0: Is it? Why is it controversial?
1: Is the man of this book and this chapter... A converted person or an unconverted person? Oh. Is this the experience of conversion or is it the experience of conviction and unconversion?
0: Ah, I see is it the, the the struggle of... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 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 Very interesting. Oh, we could have a debate on that one all day long.
0: I actually really want to now because I want to know what side you're on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, to to show what side I'm on, I'd have to turn to that particular book of the Bible and read another verse.
0: (laughs) Maybe we'll save it for tomorrow then. (laughs)
1: Uh, But there's some key words in that passage to consider. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Bondage, slavery and death. Mm -hmm. So, if you know where that book is, you know what that uh, chapter is, consider those words and ask yourself the question, is bondage, slavery and death the condition of... Of the converted person.
0: I just... I just oh, call
1: up, call up. Yeah. 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. We can have this discussion on air. And, uh, of course, in calling up, you will um, answer the quiz and get a prize um, or even uh, shoot us a message. No, no, give us a call. Give us a call. Mm-hmm. Great discussion to have right there. Anyway, Acts chapter 1, and we're going to read verse 8.
0: Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, our new study guide is all about the book of Acts. We're going to be in the book of Acts very while It's a great book. And uh, if you'd like to get a copy of the study guide, you can jump on our um, social medias and you can see, I put a link up a couple of days ago, I put a link up about where they can, you can get hold of the copy of the study guide and join, a t- was it how many millions of people doing it?
1: About 20 million. 20 million people. People all you, studying the mm-hmm. book of Acts. All using the, next, the same study guide. For the next 13 weeks.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yep, Absolutely.
0: Okay, so Acts chapter 1 and verse eight. 8 says, "But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth."
1: You know, in my mind, this is one of the verses of the Bible that gives the greatest credibility to the book of Acts, if not the Bible. Oh, really? And, and of course, the gospel story Itself, um, including the resurrection of Jesus, you know, crucifixion, death, and resurrection, etc. What can you find in this verse that gives this story so much credibility?
0: Mm, witnesses.
1: Okay. Yes, they're witnesses. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me let me maybe ask the question another way. Let's say. That you are following some, I don't know, guru. You're following okay, a guru. Yeah, yeah. you know, Bhagwan, Swami, whoever it might be. Okay? <laughs> yeah. You're following a guru. Um, I think I think most gurus come from India, don't they? Yeah. Okay, yeah. but you're following a guru. Yep. Um, all right. And uh, you decide that this particular guru is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And you're part of a great following of this particular guru, and then he dies, so clearly he's not the Messiah. hmm But you decide, you know, there's good money in this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to continue the legend that this person is the Messiah. So you decide, ah, you know what? I'm going to claim that he's been resurrected. hmm Okay. Yep. Alright? And you're going to start a, a myth, a legend. So you're going to sit down, it's like, okay, we're going to start, we're going to start a, a a new religion. It's going to be based on a myth. It's going to be based on a legend. Would you do that? In the city where those events happened? No. No. Why not?
0: Because there's too many witnesses to point out that I'd be telling porky pies
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you've got a whole city mm-hmm. of eyewitnesses to all of the events that you are writing about.
0: Yeah, that's it. So
1: the whole crucifixion experience, if this was just a legend, um, something that had taken place um, that, that somebody had just made up, um, the whole story of you know how it took place, the trial in the middle of the night, the beatings, um, you know the, the the thunderstorm, the lightning, the the earthquake, um, the statement of the centurion, the actions of Nicodemus um, and uh, and Joseph of Arimathea, I should say, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the words of, of of Mary and John and all this kind of thing. There were a lot of witnesses to those events, weren't there? Heaps, heaps and heaps. Absolutely. And then when you come to the resurrection, of course, you've got over 100 witnesses to the resurrection, don't you? Yeah. And so, not to, to, you know, there's there's a tomb right there, you know. All you'd have to do to destroy Christianity is exhume the body of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about it in a moment.
0: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
1: So in my mind, with all of this level of detail mm-hmm. that could have been so easily contradicted, the last place that I would stand up and publicly preach, okay, because we've got to understand this is what they're doing. They're not, they're not waiting you know, for uh, you know, 20 years, 100 years, 300 years to pass by and then writing something down. No, 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 no. They're standing up and publicly preaching the next day. Mm -hmm, after mm -hmm. the day of Pentecost. Mm -hmm. The last place I would do that would be in Jerusalem because the moment you gave some details about the crucifixion of Jesus that were wrong, somebody's going to contradict it. Yeah. The moment that you give, because not only are you starting in the city where these events took place, you are also starting in the city where you have the most opposition to these events. Yeah. So here you have a situation, a city that has the highest level of motivation to pick holes in your story.
0: Everyone's going to want to weigh in. That's right. they are all got their two cents. They
1: have a microscope on you mm-hmm. to fact check. Mm-hmm. And so the last place that you would want to start a myth or a legend or something or other like this would be in the location where number one, the events happened, and number two, you have the highest level of Opposition, So number three, you are under the highest level of scrutiny for accuracy in relationship to the story that you're telling.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you stand up a few days after the resurrection has happened and you are preaching about the resurrection of Jesus. You would think that there would be a lot of people there who could very, very easily go and check whether that tomb was empty or not.
0: Yeah. And totally smash your argument. Yeah, if it that's was. right.
1: Yeah. And if you give the slightest detail wrong, you know that you're going to be called out.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so Jesus doesn't tell them, hey, go to Spain and start preaching, does he?
0: No, absolutely not.
1: He says, start in Jerusalem, and then where?
0: Then go a little bit further out, a little bit further out, so Judea, Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth.
1: Okay, so the ends of the earth was actually the last place that they were to go to, not the first.
0: I wonder what they considered the end of the earth.
1: Well, I don't know that they knew about Australia back then, yes. but let's just think about what they did know about. They did know about pretty much all of uh, Europe and Asia and Africa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the Phoenicians had circumnavigated Africa. Imagine that. It took them three years. Oh, wow, three yeah, years They ago. sailed out of the uh, Red Sea mm-hmm. and they sailed down the coast of Africa. They stopped, they planted their crops, they harvested their crops because they had to provide provisions for their journey. Mm-hmm. And they did that a couple of times until they, they came back in through the Straits of Gibraltar and then the Greeks mocked them. Told them they'd never done it, because oh. it was ridiculous. Because the Phoenicians came back and said, "Yeah, when we were in the southern part of Africa, the sun was in the opposite side of the sky."
0: <laughs> I'm probably so confused. <laughs> uh,
1: and the Greeks like, "Yeah, you're just making up, porkies. You know, you're just telling, <laughs> telling fibs." So I guess the <laughs> but, but the fact that they wrote that down, and the fact that the Greeks criticised them for it the Greek the Greek by the way the only the only record of it is the Greek record of it, mm-hmm. and, and uh, of them scoffing at the Phoenicians. But that's how we know it actually happened.
0: Because the Phoenicians were probably like, we'll just cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the ends of the earth at that point was like the Cape of Good Hope.
1: Yeah, the Cape of Good Hope or uh, somewhere in Asia. You know we, know, we know that they were, you know, in communication with China and places like that mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. Um, or, uh, you know, maybe Land's End mm-hmm. in Great Britain.
0: Land's End, okay. Yeah.
1: The ends of the earth, Land's yeah, End. Yeah. Maybe Great that's Britain. what they were thinking of, you know, down there in Cornwall. Um, We don't know.
0: But they were to start at home.
1: That's right. They were to start at home. And the fact that Jesus told them to do that, he not only told them to start at home, but he told them to start with the story of the resurrection. Mm -hmm. You think about that. Okay, so let's come back to our story right now. Let's say you're going to start a new religion. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you going to try and start it with things that are relatively believable or are you going to try and start it with the most unbelievable event imaginable?
0: I'd, I'd definitely go with the believable stuff. Yeah, you start yeah, with something yeah. that was
1: believable. You know, yeah. you, the best way to start a religion is to actually start a philosophy. Oh, really? Yes, because a philosophy um, can't be proven wrong, right or otherwise. Mm-hmm. It's just a philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's not reliant on facts. Uh, like Buddhism. Buddhism is a philosophy. It's not reliant on facts. In any, you know, A person can be a Buddhist and atheist. Um, there's, there's no difficulty with that at all. Uh, so that's the easiest way to start a religion. The hardest way is to start one that is based on facts. Which
0: is what they're being asked to do here.
1: That's right. And mm-hmm. not just any ordinary kind of facts, but the fact of the res- – how many resurrections have there has taken place in the history of our world?
0: Uh, well, there was Jesus, uh, Moses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Elijah was, didn't die. No, neither so can't, did can't Enoch. Um, Lazarus, mm-hmm. um, that uh, the widow's mm-hmm. son, mm-hmm. Uh, the centurion's daughter. Did she die? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. The um, uh, ruler of the t- ruler of the synagogue. Yeah,
0: um, Jairus' daughter. Jairus' daughter. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of anyone else.
1: There was the man that Ooh, Elisha's man. that that was thrown into a grave and landed on top of Elisha's bones.
0: Oh! 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 That's right! That's right! Touched yeah. his bones and came back.
1: And then you've got the one that El- the, the young boy that Elisha raised back to life.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I have a feeling there's one more somewhere, but I can't think of it. This is not something that happens often in our world.
0: No, not at all.
1: This is something that you know in the six thousand year history of our planet has taken place on very rare occasions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and yet, and, and some of these occasions, you know, for instance, the resurrection of Moses had no witnesses, mm, no true. eyewitnesses to that event. Uh, oh, 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 Tabitha.
0: Oh, Dorcas. yeah, Tabitha, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I knew there was another one there somewhere. And, uh, and, and so, um, you know, Jesus has really chosen the most obscure possible event as the foundation of his religion and as the test by which it can be verified, you know, the, the fact of the resurrection. I mean, that's the, the foundation of the hope of Christianity right there.
0: It is, yeah.
1: And so he's he's taken the most obscure um, and unlikely event, fact, and he's told them to preach it in the city where it took place, And where, you know, their lives are on the line for what they're preaching. You know, there is so much opposition to it. And people are so motivated to try and destroy the religion um, that they're going to try and pull apart every single fact that there is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so this gives us a lot of credibility to the Bible because you know that the testimony that they wrote down, the story that they recorded, was something that was going to be fact-checked by not just Christians, but the enemies of Christians. And called out if there was any detail that was incorrect.
0: I think this is also um, a glimpse at God's character that He doesn't ask us to believe something willy nilly. He yeah. asks us to believe something that we can we can test and try and find out and and um, and yeah and really study into it and, and look at the facts surrounding it.
1: Absolutely, Christianity relies on faith. There's no question about that. Mm. We, we we shouldn't even you know argue that faith. But the whole world relies on faith Mm -hmm. and everything you do relies on faith. If you did not have faith, you would not get in your car and turn the key. Mm. You would not drive out on the road. You would not drive through a green light. You would not do anything without faith. Mm. Um, But faith is based on evidence. So you have evidence that yesterday when you turned the key in your car, uh, it started. You have faith that last time you drove through a green light, nobody t boned you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and and God is exactly the same. He's like, okay, I want you to have faith, but I'm not going to give it. I'm not going to ask you to have blind faith without evidence. Some people look at Christianity and think, you know, Christians believe because they believe because they believe, or they believe because they get a warm fuzzy feeling. Mm. Um, God never calls somebody to believe through blind faith. Everything that He asks us to believe in he gives reasonable evidence for. Mhm. Substance, evidence. Those are the words that the Bible uses in uh Hebrews chapter 11. Faith is the substance of things, the evidence of things not seen. Um and so this is what this is what faith is 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 based on.
0: So we have this we have this uh, is it is this the great commission or is this one of the great commissions or what is it the the uh the go tell everyone Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth.
1: This is the Great Commission. Ah, this is the Great, this Commission. is the Great Commission. So this is the parallel of what you find in Matthew chapter 28. Mm-hmm. So this is Luke's version of Matthew 28. So uh, Luke includes this in his book, in the book of Acts, whereas Matthew uh, placed it at the end of his um, gospel.
0: Oh, okay, okay, fair enough.
1: All right, so there are four elements in this passage concerning the disciples' mission. Uh, let's see here. What's the first element? element concerning their mission that you find here in Acts chapter 8 and verse 1?
0: Um, Acts, chap-
1: oh, Acts chapter 8 and verse 1 or Acts chapter 1 and verse 8? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bit of spoonerism there, Lyle.
0: Bit of spoonerism. It says that they will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon them.
1: Okay, so there's the first part. Mm-hmm. They're going to receive power from the Holy Spirit. And, of course, this is a promise that is found in many places in the Bible And uh, we're going to come back and look at some of those in just a moment. This is how we become servants of God. This is how we're able to witness for God is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because He
2: lives, I can face tomorrow.
3: The same gentle hands that hold.
1: Anthem Lights with Because He Lives, and we need to cover another clue for our quiz.
0: Yeah, funnily enough, actually, someone has guessed it correctly on Instagram, but it was Taryn. <laughs> oh, Taryn, <that's laughs> I'm not allowed
1: to do that. Yeah, she
0: said, Don't let me ruin the quiz, but I think I know the answer. And then she gave the answer, and yes, Taryn, you are correct, and no, you can't have the prize.
1: <laughs> no prizes
0: for employees. <laughs> I think is that, she's.
1: Is up- that in our fine print anyway? Maybe it's not in our fine print.
0: Well, I'm sticking it in our fine print, so I don't know. I think she's out north uh, visiting her family still, so I hope you're having a wonderful time, Taryn, and uh, good on you for getting the quiz right, um, and uh, no, no no, prizes for you.
1: Enjoy your time.
0: Yes, indeed. So uh, clue. another clue is uh, another quote from this book, this What Book Am I? And the quote is, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God.
1: That would be in... Chapter Mm 3, and verse I'm thinking 21 or 23, about somewhere around about there. Within that range. Okay, I'm Let getting me double checked check. out now. I'm getting checked
0: 321, out. 321,
1: you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something, oh, 23. Might be 23. Let me go with 23. Let me revise that. Oh, you should always go with your gut. What am I doing? I'm overthinking it now. <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 323.
0: Let me have a look. Ah, oh, 323. For there everyone has seen we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yeah, Don't always go. go with your gut. Yeah. Well, sometimes your guts are in disarray. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you know the answer, you know what book that is, give us a call, 1 800 Faith FM. That's 1 800 324 843. Shell is standing by to take your call and she will give you the prize if you can tell us what book that is. We actually had a couple of guesses come through so far, but nothing correct.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Well, people need to, to call up, it's much quicker.
0: Yeah, well, sometimes people like to text. Like me, I like texting.
1: She's just, just shy. No, no. Just shy little mon.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, where were
1: we? We were in uh, Joel chapter 2.
0: We were in Joel chapter 2? No, don't remember we weren't. There. But that's where we're going. That's <laughs> where we are going Surprise next. for me.
1: Because the Bible says, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And if you compare that with Matthew chapter 28, um, Jesus says the same thing over here. In uh, Matthew twenty-eight, let me turn there real quick while you're getting Joel. Where did Joel go? Uh, just after Daniel, Hosea, Joel. That's what I thought. I can't even. Oh, look. there. It's a very small book. It is. That's your excuse. You can have it. Thanks. All right. In Matthew twenty-eight, uh, Matthew's account of the same event: Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, "All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son." And of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things, whatever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth.
0: Do you know what I particularly like about this verse? You know how they have that saying, um, God's biddings are enablings? Mm-hmm. This, to me, this verse really shows it. You know, He's going to give us the power of the Holy Spirit, and then we've got to go out and do our stuff.
1: Yes, because all power is given to me. Therefore, you go exactly. Like, okay, you've got the power. You go. No, 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 Uh no. I'm going to share the power with you. That's
0: it. Yeah, yeah. And
1: of course, um, he does that you know through the ministry and work of the Holy Spirit in Mm -hmm. our lives. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what have you got for us there in Joel chapter two, verse twenty-eight and twenty-nine? What does the Bible speak? What does the Bible say about this particular time period in history?
0: Then after doing all those things I will pour out my spirit upon all people your sons and daughters will prophesy your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions in those days I will pour out my spirit even on servants men and women alike
1: Okay so here the Bible speaks about a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit and as we're going to discover when the Holy Spirit is poured out it is recognized by the disciples that this is a fulfillment of the words of Joel Mm. this is exactly what Joel has spoke about and, and and it's now taking place however is when we talk about Pentecost and the events of that particular day is that the complete fulfillment of that passage there no why do you say no
0: mm. because it says um well I haven't seen all of it
1: Mm. I think okay. the prophecy
0: is fulfilled, right? Keep,
1: keep reading. Keep reading.
0: Yeah, I was. I, I wanted to say this the next <laughs> verse, but I was like, maybe I'm not supposed to. <laughs> keep reading. And I will cause wonders in the heavens and on the earth: blood and fire and columns of smoke. Let you keep going. Yeah. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and terrible day of the Lord arrives.
1: Okay. Stop Mm -hmm. there for a moment. Mm -hmm. When is the great and terrible day of the Lord, according to the Bible?
0: When he arrives.
1: Okay, so this is the return of Jesus Christ that we're talking about here, isn't it?
0: Yes. Okay,
1: so when we're talking about the return of Jesus Christ, we understand that this passage was not just for the disciples living way back there in ancient history. No, not at all. This promise is for you and I as well.
0: Yep, all the way down until Jesus comes.
1: Absolutely. So the Great Gospel Commission was not just for the disciples. This is our great commission. It is our commission and the same Holy Spirit that gave them power then is available to us to give us power now so that these words can be exactly fulfilled right now.
0: So we've, we've all been given this mission.
1: We've all been given this mission. We've all been given this promise. And we've all been given the possibility of doing great things uh, for God through the power of the Holy Spirit.
0: That is actually really good news because this is what this is what gives people purpose in their life it gives them fulfillment it gives them direction you know I think uh, hopelessness and directionlessness you know it particularly affects our young people these days mm-hmm. and uh, and this right here is is you know it's a mission from God
1: absolutely yeah yeah okay so the uh, great commission we have here in Acts chapter one begins with the gift of the Holy Spirit uh, and then it goes on to speak about our role as witnesses. And of course, Peter's speaking about this in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 16. And why don't you grab for us 1 John chapter 1 while I'm reading this one. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 16, he says, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, look, we're not sharing a myth or a legend with you. This is not something that somebody sat down and did some creative writing on. It's like he, he goes on, he says, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty.
0: It's like he almost knew that, you know, in our time now, we'd have people saying that Jesus was just a legend, he was just a myth. Yeah. 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 Like 2,000
1: yeah. years down the track, you can understand that people would question whether, did that really happen or is it just mm-hmm. like, you know, the Greek fables, mm-hmm. uh, which talk about some, you know, lots of supernatural events taking place there as well. And so Peter's like, no, actually we were eyewitnesses of this. You don't Mm -hmm. find that in the Greek fables where, you know, somebody stands up and says, I was an eyewitness. I saw that happen. I saw that happen. And if you don't believe me, go and check out all of the other eyewitnesses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They don't make those kinds of claims to reality. Um, And certainly not in the Egyptian ones where they all change depending on where you live and what time period. Yeah. (coughs) Okay, so they were eyewitnesses. What do you got for us there in First uh, John chapter one, verse the first three verses?
0: Uh, the first three verses of the book of First John say, "We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the Word of life. This one who is life itself." itself was revealed to us and we have seen him and now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life he was with the father and then he was revealed to
1: us okay so he really makes a point of it doesn't he mm-hmm. you know we were there we saw him we touched him we lived with him um and of course you know peter is writing earlier than than john john is writing later in the history of early christianity and he's like look i, I was there i saw it you know and, and this is what we're writing about. It uh, it was things that actually happened. Then, of course, we have the plan of the mission. So we begin with the power of the Holy Spirit, followed by the role of witnesses. So he's sending out eyewitnesses to share an eyewitness testimony. The plan of the mission beginning at Jerusalem and then Judea and then Samaria and then the end of the world. And then finishing off with the orientation of the mission where they are to go out. Unlike the nation of Israel where people were to come in, In this case, they were to go out, and that is the commission that God has given to us. Go out and share the gospel. We're going to listen to Anders Svensson with goodness and mercy. The
3: Lord is my shepherd. Shall not want. It makes me to lie down in pastures so green. It leads me beside the still waters of life. Restores my soul and leads me through strife. Yeah, though I walk through the shadow of death, I would fear no evil for You are with me. The rod and I
4: Says, Don't be afraid When the world around me Changes like the shifting sands His word still stands I'm in good hands When the nights are long He sees me through When it hurts He says I've been there I like to think that I don't worry, but I sometimes do see.
1: You're listening to Mark Bishop with I'm In God's Hands here on Faith FM. We have come to the question time, Q of the D, yes. question of the day. <clears throat> and of course, d- if you have a question, give us a call, 1-300-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669 with your question and we will answer it live right here on the radio program. So we're always looking for your questions. Please send them in.
0: And we're also looking for your quiz answers, and today our quiz has been answered correctly. Oh, really? This yes. Felly from Queensland, she answered it with the correct answer of Romans. It was indeed the Book of Romans. There
1: you go. Yes. Well done. Congratulations. Very good. Okay, so what is our quiz question for today? You mean our question... No. Oh, yes, our question of the day. Sorry. Our
0: question of the day is actually coming. It's um, <clears throat> what is the mercy seat and is this where I get mercy from? Hmm. It's a valid question because mercy seat does sound kind of, you know.
1: A mercy seat.
0: Mm, a mercy seat.
1: Okay, here's what the mercy seat was. The mercy seat was the lid of the Ark of the Covenant. That was what it was called. It was made out of solid gold.
0: Oh, really? Mm. So this is a solid gold seat. Hang on. Yeah. Does that mean it's not really a seat at all? It's a lid? I
1: don't think anyone ever sat on it.
0: Why was it called a seat then?
1: Because this is where the Shekinah glory of God appeared immediately above it. And so it was symbolic of God's throne.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So the thing. why that, the
1: Bible says, Come boldly to the throne of grace so that we may find mercy and obtain help in time of need.
0: So the thing that did sit on it was the Shekinah glory.
1: That's right. Oh. Okay, but here's – think about this. Think about this. When the Day of Atonement came, Mm -hmm. this was the day when all confessed sins were obliterated, wiped out. Mm -hmm. Here's here's the symbolism of it. Beneath the mercy seat, underneath the mercy seat, you have the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. This is the law of God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. The Bible says that sin is the transgression of the law. Mm -hmm. So sins are those things that have broken the law of God And so when God looks at the law of God and compares it to the sinner, God's like, well, this person must die because we can't preserve sin in the universe. Mm. However, on the Day of Atonement, what would happen is that they would bring the blood of a sacrificial goat called the Lord's goat. So this was a goat that symbolized Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. They would sacrifice this goat. They would catch some of its blood and they would sprinkle that blood on the mercy seat. Mm -hmm. So you've got layers. You've got The Ten Commandments at the bottom, above that is the mercy seat, above that is the blood, and above that is the Shekinah glory of God. So now when God looks down to look at the law, instead of seeing the law, what does he see?
0: He sees the Shekinah glory of God.
1: No, no, when when God looks down from the (coughs) Shekinah glory. Oh, he sees the blood. He sees the blood. And so our sins are covered by the blood. Mm-hmm. And so this was symbolic of what Jesus does for us and it's symbolic of intercession.
2: Oh.
1: It's symbolic of where we receive mercy because when Jesus look, when God looks at the law of God which is going to condemn us as sinners instead of seeing the law of God that condemns us as sinners he sees the blood so of do Jesus we, Christ. we
0: have to physically go to this mercy seat to get mercy?
1: No. No. When the Bible says come boldly to the throne of grace that you may find mercy Uh, Mercy, that means to come to God in prayer.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So it symbolizes this whole relationship that we have with God where we come to God, we ask him to forgive us of our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He does that by the merits or by the right of his sacrifice. He pleads his blood, his sacrifice in our behalf.
0: If you have a Bible question, you can give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. We love hearing your questions. You can send them in at any time and we will answer them for you live on air.
1: All Sons and Daughters with We Are Waiting here on Faith FM. And we have come to the mm. end of the breakfast show. That means we're giving something away.
0: We are indeed. I'm very excited about this. I'm giving away a book. It's called Noah. I, I love, love th- the
1: story of Noah. It's one of my favourite yeah, stories in the good Bible. it's a story, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's,
0: it's, I think it's a kid favourite as well because all yeah, the animals. I think, I think the thing that fascinates
1: boat. me most about the story of Noah is it's the one story in the Bible that we have the most evidence for surrounding us right now all the time. Yeah, and it is just phenomenal. Yes. You know, the the results of that flood, you know, you you go to the Blue Mountains for instance and you look at the, you know, the massive dissected plateaus that we have Mm. um and and enormous layers of sandstone, you know, sedimentary stone, all laid down by, you know, a river that or a moving body of water at least three hundred kilometers wide. It just it staggers the imagination. You look at the Grand Canyon carved out so rapidly by, you know, the forces of water, mm-hmm. and uh, what a what a cataclysmic experience that was. And to be able to read the story and understand exactly what was taking place at that particular time, it's just. It is truly phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I, I have to admit, any time we start talking about the flood, I actually do think of the Grand Canyon. Um, but this is uh, this is the book. Uh, it says, the real story and how it ends. A worldwide catastrophic flood. It reshaped the face of the planet. It killed millions of animals. It ended the lives of countless men, women, and children. Why would anyone believe a god of love would punish the world like this?
1: Mm. That's a really valid question. If you don't have an answer to that question, then you don't have a reason to be a follower of God. Full stop.
0: And apparently, you are not alone. Questions like this have mystified honest searching people for thousands of years. Skeptics discredit the event as a mere myth, proof that God is nothing more than a cruel tyrant invested by men, invented by men. While believers struggle to harmonise the love of Jesus and this frightening Old Testament story, kids think this is a cute story. You know, they learn about it at church. You know, the animals and the rainbow. Yeah, but
1: guy, it, guy got to live on a floating zoo for a year.
0: Yeah, but it's actually quite a frightening story. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is an answer that actually makes sense and will help you understand the mind of God when it comes to evil, sin, suffering, pain and punishment. And in this stunning in-depth exploration of the real story of Noah, you'll discover all the great themes at play in this world-changing event. You'll not only get an accurate biblical and historical narrative of the life and times of Noah, but you'll also better grasp the vital spiritual themes that will expand your Bible knowledge and grow your trust in God's plan for you and the planet. And uh, yeah, the story of the Noah still matters today. And uh, Jesus warned that a history of Noah's time and the greatest storm the world has ever seen would repeat itself just prior to his return. So this is actually a really important book to mm-hmm, read mm-hmm. Um, for our own futures, um, you know, and what we need to do to survive, you know, the faith of Noah, the faith, the faith in God. And uh, this book will give it away for free. Uh, just Give us a call. We're the first person to call through on 1800 Faith FM. It's 1800 324 843. If you're texting right now, you can jump and text, and our number to text is 0491 064669. And we'll send a copy of Noah, Another Storm Is Coming, written by E.G. White to I've,
1: you. I've read this book myself on numerous occasions, and it is absolutely mind blowing. Would recommend it to Highly recommend it to everybody. Mm. Okay, so give us a call. It'll be the first caller through, and of course, if you'd like to know more about the Bible, if you'd like to, yeah, if you'd like to do the uh, Prophetic Code series of Bible studies, uh, which is my series of Bible studies, then uh, give us a call. You know what our number is, and you know how to get in contact with us, or leave us a message on Facebook. We always like to see people studying the Bible. Mm. Um, we can we can set it up for you in small groups in. Uh, uh, one-on-one, uh, by correspondence even online, um, all of those options available, but stay tuned right now because we have some amazing music that you will enjoy, this is Sandra Enderman mm-hmm.
2: time